I really hope I don't get any inter- interruptions, people. All right, let's do this. Hey, everyone. Frankie D here. Welcome to the Frankie D Show. What's going on, everyone? I'm starting up the Frankie D Show right now. I'm your host, Frankie D. Thank you. Thank you very much. And if you want to follow the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter, I don't know why I started with the social media pages uh, this week. If you want to follow the Frankie D Show on the social media pages on Instagram and Twitter, it's at the Frankie D Show. And wherever you're listening to the Frankie D Show right now, keep listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, uh, Amazon, wherever the hell you're listening, keep uh, listening to the Frankie D Show there. Shit, sorry. my my. If, if I cut out of there for a second, my mic is, I don't know what's going on with the mic these uh, past few weeks. It must be the stupid fucking uh, XLR cord. My bad. Anyway, I said in the beginning there, hopefully I don't get any interruptions. I got people... At my house right now, and they're, they they seem to keep coming in and out of where I'm doing the podcast. And we know we can't have any interruptions. We got to get the show freaking going. All right. <clears throat> anyway, I see some crazy crap's been going on this past week. You know, I, I, nothing about Gigi Adid, though. I mean, I probably did see stuff about her. I know the last few weeks I've been talking about her saying, you know, is she, is she not dating Leonardo DiCaprio? There, I haven't seen any news on her, so I, you know, I can't comment on that. I haven't seen if, if it's been uh, clarified that she is definitely dating him or if that has been, you know, debunked now. Like, no, she is not dating him. I haven't seen too much on her. I think I actually did see her and her sister who are, you know, her sister is also extremely hot, Bella Hadid. I think they did some runway show or something. They're both sexy ass models. Uh but yeah, I saw some woman. She shot a fucking dog. The fuck's the matter with you? Apparently I, I don't remember what state it was in. She it was hunting for bear or something. And she runs into this Siberian husky. She claims she thinks it's a wolf. Now, if you're an actual hunter, there's no way you could actually mistake a Siberian husky for a wolf. Like when you see a Siberian Husky, you're like, wow, that looks like a wolf. But you're never like, that is a wolf. I don't know. I've never, I've never mistaken. Now, I mean, I've never seen uh, a wolf out in the woods, but I don't think if I saw a wolf out in the woods, I would think, man, that, that looks just like a Siberian Husky and vice versa. Now, I was kind of disturbed by the story, so I didn't read too into it because I just really, like I saw she fucking skinned the duck. What the fuck is the matter with her? I, you know, I could, so I, I really could, didn't read too, too much into it. From what I think I did read, though, I think it said someone had let go of 10 dogs, like 10, I think 10 Siberian Huskies in the woods. So it was like a wild Siberian Husky. All right. Then she apparently runs into this dog in the woods, and she claims that the dog was like aggressive, growling, whatever. And I wanted to attack her and eat her. I mean, adding the eating part is just fucking weird. It's like, the dog wanted to eat me. Like, what the hell? Why, like, 
why is that the thing you're going to say? Like, why wouldn't you say, oh, I was scared it was going to attack and kill me or something? Why, why, you know? So anyway, she shoots the dog, holds it like a fucking trophy, and fucking skins it. Like, by that point, you, you must have known it was a dog, right? Before you did all that work, you, di- di- didn't you figure that out beforehand? Like, all right, if she was just walking... And this dog literally, you know, goes after her and she shoots it. All right, fair enough. The fact, though, that, you know, she's thinks the thing's a trophy. And he's the fucking skins the fucking thing. That Like, that was so disturbing to me. It's like, it, it's, it's a pup. You know? You know, if it was going to attack you and you shoot it, you know, it's like you got your gun with you. You're in the woods. It's like, fuck, this thing's going after me. Again, fair enough. But the, the, I don't know. The way she handled it uh, is freaking... And I got no problem with hunting. If she saw a, a wolf or something and she shot the wolf, I, I got no problem with that. But I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know what she did. I hope she didn't eat the dog. I, I didn't even read. Yeah, I don't think she did. But I don't know. That that disturbs me. Like I said, I got no problem with hunting. I think people, you know, honestly, you know, should hunt. It's good for sustainability, honestly. Uh, you know, where I live, there's a ton of deer. They're overpopulated because not enough people are hunting them. So if we had some more hunter, you know, it's kind of too many deer is like bad for sustainability. So, I got no problem with hunting. But the fact that she, like, not just killed a dog, used it as, like, a trophy. Like, a trophy. I, I don't know. It's weird. For, you know, I, I hunted in my life. I know a lot of people that hunt. I, I don't, I haven't seen anyone that's, like, really stood up for her and was like, oh, no, man, good for her. She shot that. It is her trophy. It's like, no. Like, the only thing, kind of like I just said, it's like, all right, if the dog was attacking her and she had, you know, she had to shoot it, all right. But besides that, if she was, like, in a tree stand and she knew what it was and just shot it, like, pretty much if it was anything besides self-defense, I got a problem with that. And if it uh, even was self-defense, like, I don't know, just leave it at that. You had to do what you had to do and leave it at that. I don't know. I don't I guess I'm just traumatized from seeing a freaking dog skinned. But, yeah, I don't know. I've seen, like, I've seen some weird things this week. I would have rather seen just more stuff about Gigi Hadid and stuff. I saw, you know, I've obviously, I've talked about, uh, I talk about these model chicks a lot, I guess. Gigi, Emily Ratajkowski. I saw that, uh, I don't know how many of you know who she is. Probably a lot. She's pretty popular. Uh, Candace Owens. She works for the Daily Wire. She takes a lot of people off because, I don't know, she goes against the grain. She's a black conservative, so. Black female conservative, so, you know, goes against the grain. A lot of people have a problem with that, and then there's a, a whole group of people that absolutely love it. And I saw she was talking about Emily Ratajkowski. And 
I thought it was kind of funny. She was like, I, I feel like I've had sex with her. Like, all her pictures, her boobs are just out. Like, every, you know, and it's it's funny because it's true. Like, yeah, I mean, most of her pictures, Emily Radichkowski, all, like, all her pictures, she's, like, naked. And I, you know, but the one thing I will say about her pictures, they're kind of like, I don't know, they seem professionally taken, even if she is taking them herself. Like, they, they don't seem like just, like, I don't know, these crummy pictures or anything or just these hoe-baggish pictures or something. Like, she, you know, they, they say, like, they're very nice pictures. And they're even nicer, the fact that we get to see, like, a lot of cleavage. I don't know. I thought that was funny, though, that she mentioned uh, her. I, I've seen, it seems like a lot of these political podcasters now, whether it's uh, Tim Poole, whether it's Ben Shapiro... Uh, Candace Owens, they all seem to be touching on a lot of pop culture stuff now. A lot of them aren't just sticking to the politics anymore. I'm curious exactly what that's about. Now, I, I don't, I never listened to Rush Limbaugh or anything, but he was like the start of conservative radio. I don't know if he touched into pop culture stuff or not. Like, Well, I guess he did. I remember he talked about Michael J. Fox. However, I don't know uh, what the reasoning was. Uh, but in terms of uh, like Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens, is it to draw more attention? It's like, all right, we know people will. Like, they're, like obviously the political people are going to want to listen to us but there is a whole other group of people out there and we need to get their attention too so we should talk about these pop culture figures i don't know if that's it i don't know if they happen to just scroll through twitter see this and they're like wow we need to talk about this like like this is just gonna screw people up in our society blah 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 i I don't know you know i know my one friend he's not happy that the uh, political, or some, he, it's not like he even listens to all of them. He listens to uh, some political uh, podcasts. And when some of these people talk about kind of more pop culture type stuff, he gets pissed because he's like, yeah, that's where I kind of usually like fast forward or something like tune that out. Like, he, you know, he doesn't want to listen to that. He only wants to hear the politics. But there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't even check these shows out, honestly, if they didn't talk about the pop culture stuff. I don't know. They, I mean, the political people, though, like, they always try to, I guess, try to make their points political, though. It's not like they're just kind of talking about what's, you know, what's going on. It, with the pop culture world, it's not like they're like, oh, yeah, did you see? Actually, I think Ben Shapiro, though, has been doing uh, reviews on, like, movies or something like that. So I guess, I guess that that is, like, nothing to do. I You know, I never watched any, but I'm thinking that has nothing to do with politics. He just wants to review movies. I think he, like, did Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or something. I don't know. But, like, in terms of Candace Owens, like, like with Emily Ratajkowski and stuff, like, she's trying to make it political and be like, yeah, that like this could ruin our society because 
little girls, I don't know if she actually said this, but little girls might look up to her and see her boobs are out. Like, I don't know. Like, she was definitely trying to make it political by saying how her boobs are always out is a problem. I don't see it as one, but... <laughs> um, let me see. What else? I don't even know. I mean, but then again, she was talking about her husband cheating on her and stuff, and... uh she was talking about Candace Owens. I'm talking about. She was talking about Emily Ratajkowski's husband cheating on her, and she was talking about the Adam Levine situation, where Adam Levine, like, was flirting with girls uh, over I, I don't know Instagram, and then this one girl came out as a victim, <laughs> even though she was clearly flirting back and stuff like that. And Candace Owens like made a video saying, like, she knew she was flirting with a married man, something like that, and it's like. All right, well, now I don't even know if this is exactly political. It kind of just seems like you want to talk about it and you're just making a, a, you know, a hard stance on it and stuff and you know it'll catch people's attention. Because, you, know, you know, I'm sure she tried to make it political to some sort of extent saying how it'll just, you know, if more people think like that, that just fucks up our country and stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I do kind of think they're, more so talking just about that stuff just to try to get more views. And honestly, I respect it. They might deny it if they heard someone say that, they, you know, but I can't see it being any other reason. If politics is their main thing, I you feel like they would just stick to politics. I feel like there's more than enough to talk about in politics, right? So, you know, there's something uh, always going on in politics. But they throw some of that stuff in there. Personally, I like getting, uh, you know, yeah, I like getting the change in there. You know, they talk a little bit about politics, a little bit about pop culture and stuff. So, sometimes, if it's only political, it gets a little boring, at least to me. But I know some people live for that crap. Okay, I'm going to uh, go on to the first topic then, and it's about David uh, Letterman going on the Jimmy Kimmel show. He talked about his son going to college. He talked about Howard Stern, because both of them are friends with uh, the radio host. And they talked about... Actually, they didn't talk about... I'm going to uh, ask this. Who's better, Conan or Letterman? I Sorry, I just got one of my little interruptions there, so my... Uh, Brain kind of, my, my eyes kind of wandered there. Okay. So, uh, and there's, I got a clip here, the clip from, uh, Camel. And Letterman, you know, like, Kim was like obsessed with Letterman. It's kind of weird. Like, I like Letterman a lot. I don't, I think he's one of the best late night hosts of all time. I have a hard time deciding who I think the best is. But he's definitely in the top three. Everyone puts Johnny Carson... Not everyone. A lot of people put Johnny Carson as number one. I don't know if I agree with that. You know, I, I really... You know, I understand he was, like, the first big late-night host. I think there they were late-night hosts before Johnny Carson, from my understanding. At least, even on The Tonight Show, I think. He was just the first one to make it popular. And... Uh, you know, so a lot of people just think he's the bit like the best just because of that. And he was super successful and he was, you know, funny uh, and stuff. So a lot of people just think that. 
But just because he was like the first good one doesn't mean he was really the best. I don't know. I mean, it, it almost seems like... Oh, crap. Mike went out for a second. Almost seems like a generational thing. It's kind of like the late night host they grew up with they think is the best. And I, I, to an extent, there is truth to that, but I don't, I don't even know if that's fully true. Because I don't really know who I would say I grew up with. Like, Conan was on, obviously. Like, Conan was on. But I, I, in a way, I feel like I, I always knew about Kimmel or Fallon more. And I definitely don't think Kimmel's the best. That is a whoo. Absolutely not. Uh, in terms of Fallon, I definitely don't think he's the best either. I think he's a little more creative than than uh, uh, Kimmel, but I don't think he's the best. I you know I, I think his games are good and stuff, but he you know I've I've said this before. He seems like a fake asshole. Really, <laughs> you know he he's just he just he laughs at everything people say. It's like dude, that, that, no, nothing is funny all the time why do you keep laughing at what these people say like that would actually piss me the hell off if I were on his show and I said something that wasn't that funny and he started laughing I'd be like dude why the hell are you laughing are you like are you laughing at me now actually maybe I wouldn't be pissed I maybe I'd be like all right someone's laughing like I feel funny now thank you for laughing at my joke I don't know but um anyway so in when uh, Letterman was on Kimmel, he like I said, he talked about his son going to uh, college. I didn't even realize his son was that old. I thought his son was like still. I know he, uh, Letterman had a son later in life. Uh, and for some re- I for some reason I would have thought he was in like early high school, late middle school. I didn't even realize he was that old. I'm curious what his son, where his son's going to college. But I mean, I don't blame Letterman for not for saying that. Uh, for not saying that on the Jimmy Kimmel show, because it's like, why would you want a bunch of people to know where your son goes to school? They might try to seek him out. Curious what he's going for, if he's going to try to follow in some sort of way in his dad's footsteps, like, is, does he want to be a host? From what it sounds like, I don't think so. Just because Letterman's always described his son as being kind of, like, gloomy. Like, hey, Dad, and stuff like that. Like, that's the way, to me, it seems like Letterman always describes his son. Uh, but maybe he's going for like communications or broadcasting or something and he wants to do something within that world or maybe he wants to do absolutely nothing in that world. Kimmel, you know, the fantastic interviewer he is forgot to ask all these questions. But I, you know, that is a bad thing with these late night shows. They really don't have a lot of time, but they definitely, I feel, had a, probably enough time to ask that, you know, those questions. Like, what is he going for? What does he want to do? Those seem like pretty standard questions. He, honestly, even if Kimmel had more time, I doubt he would have asked those questions. The guy, I don't, I still don't know what I, why P, why some people think he's such a great late night host. I heard he was good on the man show though with Adam Carolla. Maybe he should have kept doing that. I don't know. Anyway, Let's see what uh, this video says. He, they talk about the son going to college. They talk about Howard Stern. They did talk about his obsession, uh, Kimmel's obsession with Letterman. But uh, let's see. Here we go. What are you doing? How's the family? Uh, How's Harry? Harry is my son. Uh-huh. And uh, all reports indicate he's okay. I, I heard someone start to applaud. Is that, or did I just mishear that? 
<laughs> what did you have to do with the birth and the raising of the boy? <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, uh, no, they tell me he's in college. <laughs> is that right? Who is now, they? Here, you've been that, uh, through that uh, yourself, right? People go through this, the separation of the, of the kid leaving home, and I thought it would be nothing, but it's devastating. Am I the only one that feels that way? No. So he's been, he's been gone a month uh, today. And, and they, so we had a truckload of crap to take up to his room. And his room, uh, man, it's, uh, well. I don't understand the, the people that go to college. If they go, um, unless they go like across the country or something. Like, you know, if they take a really far trip, then I get, get why they take a crap load of stuff to school. For the people that only go like an hour away or something, I don't understand why they bring so much uh, stuff with them. Again, I have no clue where Letterman's son When I don't even know exactly where Letterman lives. I don't know if he... Does he live in New York, live in Montana? Like, I know he's got property in Montana, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know where he lives, it, so I can't you know, uh, really comment on him. But just in general, I know so many people, like, they go to college, they feel like they need to bring, like, a whole house with them. And that just makes it annoying to unpack. Then it makes it annoying to pack back up at like the end of the semester or the end of the year. It's like, wh why do people feel the need to bring so much crap with them to college? Again, unless you're going far away. But if you're like an hour, hour and a half, even two hours, I feel like, like you know, you, you don't need to overpack. It's kind of ridiculous. I don't know. Well, it's not as big as the desk. <laughs> And, and uh, so they say, don't worry, because you're going to have a lot of junk to take up to the, to the room. We'll have uh, uh, graduate students, not graduate students, upperclassmen to help. And, and so we, we drive up to the college, and there's the upperclassmen. And it's, hey, hey, welcome to college. And I said, is there a place to, no. I, I remember. I, I think that's like every college. When you go in on moving day, there's always like upperclassmen try, like that help uh, the freshmen like move in and stuff. And that literally is what they're like. You pull up and they're like, oh, hey, welcome to college. Yeah. And it's like, shut up. Get my stuff. Help me. Help me move in. Oh, no, you got to go around. So I, I go around the traffic circle half hour later. Hey, hey, welcome to college. I, I know I was just at college here a minute ago. Go around again. Hey, welcome to college. Finally. Uh Wait, so they just, why, why didn't, I don't even get that. Why didn't they just help them the first time? These colleges are so freaking stupid. Uh, find a place to park several acres away. <laughs> 96 degrees, and the kid and I then carry a sofa up three flights of stairs. So is that, that true? Yeah. yeah. Is that true? No. This stuff's got to be true. <laughs> uh, I'll have to check the handbook. I don't know. But, but, uh, so I, I, uh, we text every now and then. You and Harry. That's right. Okay. And I got a text from him today. And I don't know, I, I know everybody goes through this. And forgive me if I'm sounding a little over emotional about this uh, situation. Well, he texts me today, he says, guess what, no classes. And right away, I think, well, I'm getting my money's worth here. Yeah, wait, well, I, I wonder why he's not getting, uh, why the classes are canceled. Every single class, like, what the heck? So every single class is canceled. And then, you, you know, that for the student obviously is great. It's like hell yeah. yeah, I have no classes, but I could see the parents being pissed about that. Be like, wait, why am I paying you so much money for you to cancel classes? I mean, at the end of the day, though, you're really paying for that piece of paper. So whatever makes it easier for 
your son to get the piece of paper letter. You might as well say, like, all right, whatever. But, um, yeah, I, I could I could see how that, like, I feel like that happens a lot now. Like, more and more classes just get canceled and canceled. It's like, I feel sooner or later, so many colleges are just going to, like, turn to hybrid or j- just online schools because it's like, what's the point, you know? It's like, you know, you're pretty much just going there to uh, live, I feel, at this point. Like, so many majors could just be online, and you save so much money with uh, not having to pay for room and board and stuff. However, the thing, if that happens, though, it, I I think the prices will then go up for online classes. Where, And then how do you justify that? It's like, how do you justify paying so much money for an online class? When you're not going in anywhere and you're not getting that the same kind of education, I don't know, but I do kind of think that's going to be the future of uh, college. Honestly, it's going to turn to more online, and then sooner or later, in the beginning, people will be happy. It might be a little cheaper, and then sooner or later, it'll get more expensive. All right, let's see what else Letterman's got. Uh, and I said, what, what are you going to do? And he says, I don't know. And I said, I text back, go out and have some fun. Woo, okay. fun. I, I don't know, the text has See, no... See, the way he always describes his son, he, you know, he just said his son was like, okay. Like, is his son like a bum or something? And, like, he always makes him sound like a sloth. I don't know. Uh, okay. It's like, you know, is, uh, that, and that's why I said, I don't see him really following in his dad's footsteps and being, uh, being a TV host or anything because Letterman always makes him sound like, Gloom, like, uh. All right, let's see what else I got. Voice. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, so, uh, and, and then I had to take pictures. So he texts back, of, of what? And I said, you know, cool things that you see while you're on your, on your day off at college. <laughs> so. <laughs> what are you going to take pictures of around campus? I mean, is there anything really that cool to take pictures of? It's, yeah, I don't know. Not like there's usually anything like. At least, you know, and if there is something funny or something, take a picture. I don't know if you'd really want to send his dad it, but I don't know. Oh, okay, and then a few minutes later, <laughs> it comes a text, and it's a, uh, I, the caption is, uh, two old people having lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, hey, let's pump the brakes on all this fun we're having at college, for God's <laughs> sakes. Easy does it, buddy. Uh, so the uh, what I want to know now is, was the son trying to be funny? It's like... You know, his dad's like, hey, take, send me some pictures of some cool stuff at college. And his son was like, I'm going to just send him a picture of these old people there, you know, as a joke. Or did he actually just feel the need to send him something because his dad said that? And then, and then Letterman was like, whoa, calm the hell down, boy. Jesus. My God, we're going to have to pull you out of this place if you don't calm down. Wonder if his son's a party or something. Do you worry about, I mean, you know, in college, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I went to college, and when I was there... It's written all over you, Jimmy. <laughs> Everyone's talking about it. I didn't learn anything in college. I mean, the only thing I learned was to drink beer. I think most people don't learn anything in college. Even if you're not partying, even if you're actually going to class and trying to take it as serious as you can, I don't think anyone really learns that much in college. A lot of people just wasting money. Wasting money, not learning stuff, and getting a piece of paper at the end to help them get a job. That they might not even get. And then they're in a bunch of uh, college debt for years. Out of the picture, you didn't need the glass. That's really... <laughs> well, I, uh, I called him like uh, a week into it. 
uh, hi, Harry, how's it going? Oh, this, that, oh, this, that, oh, this, that. And I said, Harry, have you met the kid yet who sells weed? Ooh. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, this would get a good laugh. Harry says, uh, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> so it does actually seem like his son has some sort of a sense of humor. You know, I think with the picture and that, I, you know, I think that was planned by him. It seems like he has a sense of humor. I mean, we, maybe this dude's got to make a podcast or something. Try, try to get the legacy go, uh, living a little bit with Letterman. You know, the Letterman name. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd say, uh, really see anyone going and just trying to go into TV. But who knows? Maybe a TV company would be like, hey, you know what? This sounded kind of funny on Letterman. We got to reach out to Harry now and see if uh, he'll do a late night show for us so we can keep that Letterman legacy going. Let's see. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you. Uh, you are Mr. Media. And by the way, thank you. Thank you for Dave. having me on the show and thank you for being uh, so nice to me. Uh, I want to speed this up a little, gauge the age of the audience. Let me uh, see. And then Hold on, uh, uh, on the, the Manning show mm-hmm. is uh, Tracy Morgan. And now I'm starting to get my feelings hurt. Because, okay, I'm trying. I think maybe I got the wrong time down for the next thing I wanted to show. That I wasn't Let's see. Did you listen to that this morning? Okay, I think I found it. And now this morning, Howard Stern. Ooh. Did you listen to that this morning? No. No. <laughs> Can I tell you something? He's like, like, nope, no one does. Howard Stern is, is is threatened by you, and I feel like Howard, Howard and I are very close, and I feel like Howard is jealous uh, of my admir- admiration for you. I, I f- See, like, I, I even wish Jimmy could either be a little funnier with that, or just more sincere, because, like, it's not like you just feel that, Jimmy. Howard has straight up said on, like, his show, your show, like, he has said that, it, like, he's, like, on how, you know, and I think Howard's just trying to be funny with it, but he's literally said, like, I, you know, I, like, I am jealous of, like, I feel like you started in radio, like, I should be your hero. He's, you know, he said something like that when he was on, uh, when Howard was on Kimmel last. It's like, you know, no one's really getting the laugh out of it, Jimmy, the way you're saying it, when, you know, for a fact, like, Howard has said it. It's not like you just think that. You know he said it. I feel like there's something weird there. Okay. Uh, well, let me tell you my view of, of Howard. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> I've known Howard a long time, a very, very long time. Howard used to work at a radio station in the same building where the late night show uh, started uh, years and years ago. That is true. Lord, it's, I don't know. WNBC. 30 years, is it really? Yeah. And um, That's a long time. In, the, in those days, uh, Howard was shock jock Howard. You know, it, it's funny. I like that Letterman did say it. They're like that because I feel a lot of people now, I mean, you know, in terms of mainstream people, in terms of uh, like radio people and podcasters and stuff. Yeah, everyone says like Howard's not a shock jock anymore and stuff like that. In terms of the mainstream people, when you read like articles on him, a lot of people still say like shock jock Howard Stern. It's like, why are you still calling him a shock jock? He is not a shock jock anymore. So I like that Letterman did say like in those days he was shock jock. Not, you know, it's like not anymore. But in those days he was, you know. Howard Stern, shock jock. And I was always afraid of Howard because you, I didn't want Howard to say unpleasant things about me. See, the funny thing is, I feel Letterman, I mean, I, I believe what he's saying. He actually does seem like a pretty uh, honest guy. 
But the funny thing is, I always feel like he's had a wit to him and stuff. I never actually thought he was like scared of Howard or anything. Like I always just thought he would find him like comical or something. And if he said crap about him, he'd kind of brush it off. I didn't realize if he's telling the truth here that, uh, you know, he was scared of him. Like he didn't want Howard to say crap about him. I didn't think he'd really care either way. Right. And, uh, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 I, and I kept thinking to myself, this, he must not have any feelings of his own. Because, because he would say hurtful things, and the more hurtful things he would say, the greater his audience would become. Right. So I just thought, thought I'm, I'm in the wrong business here. Uh, now, over the years, Howard and I have spent some time together, and I've gotten to know Howard, and he was such a sweet man to apologize to, for intimidating me. <laughs> it was I did hear throughout the years, like, you know, I guess he apologized to Letterman. I heard he apologized to a lot of the radio hosts that he just used to bash and, you know. I, a lot of them he gave, uh, at least some, Howard would give funerals for their ratings because once he would enter a new market, you know, their ratings died. I know John DeBella was one. I, I, uh, I don't know if he apologized to him. I, he might have been. Uh, I know he's one he gave the funeral to, John DeBella in Philly. And uh, I think Brother Wheeze in Rochester, another radio host. I think Howard did reach out to him and apologize. So it is funny, you know, Howard did go around, apologize to Letterman, Letterman apologize to a lot of the people that uh, he used to bash. I'm sorry I frightened you. And, and I got to know him as a completely different guy. And that's the guy that I have really gotten to be friends with over the years. And, and I only talk to him about once a year. Uh-huh. Nice. It's good. It's plenty. Yeah. And, and, and the last time it was a mistake. I'm... I'm uh... <laughs> it was. Wow. Well, that was a mistake. There's comedy everywhere, isn't there? <laughs> See, I feel Letterman is actually having a fun time on, like, a late-night format. Again, you know, it seems like he's, you know, he's seeming uh, kind of witty, you know. He just seems like he's having a fun time. I feel like in terms of the, uh, his new show, which I've only watched a few episodes of, and it's been out for years now, my next guest, uh, I think that's what it's called, my next guest, David Letterman, something like that. I've only seen, like, the Howard Stern episode. I don't know. It doesn't seem like he has as much fun on there. I mean, I think he just likes talking to people. So, I think he has fun in that way. But I don't think, uh, I don't know. It seems like he's having a fun time just saying some jokes with Jimmy, hearing the audience laugh and stuff. I don't know. I I could see him probably have being burnt out by the end of his career. But uh, I think he's uh, enjoying his time on here. I'm curious why he's on. If it's literally just because Jimmy Kimmel is in New York, which is probably it, because this was in Brooklyn. If it was just because Jimmy Kimmel was in New York, or if he was trying to promote his Netflix show or something. I you know, I really have no clue what uh, Letterman's doing on, because I haven't seen him promoting anywhere else. Um, so I, my phone lights up, and there's a, a beautiful painting, a watercolor. And it's something that Howard has done. You must know this about Yeah, he Howard. paints. He's a very he, good he, painter. He paints, but it, it's, 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 not like a, 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 it's a, not like show business painting. He really can paint. Yeah, I have heard. It's kind of weird. I th- the old Howard, like that Letterman was talking about the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And not even early 2000s. Even, uh, well, I guess that's still early 2000s. When he went to Sirius in like 2006 or something. So, you know. 
I could see that Howard. And maybe not the serious one, even though he was still kind of a shock jock then, but... You know, 80s, 90s, very early 2000s, Howard, I would just, like, bash himself, I feel. I, unless he was painting at that time and no one knew it. I feel, like, you know, like, that's something he would bash another person for back then. It's like, I don't know. That's just my thought on it. It's, very not, like, it's not like Tony Bennett painting. <laughs> <laughs> it's actual stuff. <laughs> Uh, and so he's done this in the past, and I, I keep thinking, I, w- I would like to own a Howard Stern painting. Wow. I know the other thing that he... You know, if they actually are that good, it could potentially be worth money someday, just the fact that Howard Stern was the one that owned and painted it, right? He says, well, you know, you could do it. Really, I could do it? Yeah, yeah, you, I, I can show you a couple of tricks. Well, it's not exactly paint-by-numbers stuff, is No, it? no, it's, it's this serious is, painting. This is museum-quality kind of stuff. So he, uh, the phone lights up, and there's this beautiful uh, kind of a seascape or something, I'm not, a bucolic scene. And uh, so I text him right back. I said, wow, Howard, that's unbelievable. And then when I get home, I call him, and he says, oh, yeah, I sent that to you by mistake. <laughs> So I now is he telling the truth or is uh, or is he lying, Howard? Like, did he actually send it to him by mistake? I kind of think he's lying. I think he wanted Letterman to see it, but he didn't want to try to be like showing off or anything. Be like, oh, I just want him to like acknowledge it and like say how much he likes it. But I'll just tell him I sent him to him by mistake, you know. So it doesn't seem like he's just sending it to a bunch of people to try to have a bunch of people to say, wow, this is a great painting. You know, I think he's lying. I love Howard. I just think arm's length may be the way to go here. I think Um, that's probably the case for most relationships. But you're close with the guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, What did did you talk about on the show? Oh, someone screamed. We talked about you. Someone screamed Baba Booey. (laughs) Baba Booey, that's Gary Delabate. That's uh, Howard's producer. He's been his producer for many, many years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's honest to Christ. Is that the man's legacy? (laughs) (laughs) When they finally put him in the ground, it'll be idiots screaming Baba Booey. (laughs) Yes. There will. David Letterman is here, everybody. We'll be right back. All right. So that's all I'm going to play of that uh, clip. I find Letterman entertaining. Even though I don't like Kimmel, I thought he was entertaining on that. I think personally, I know a lot of people think Johnny Carson is the best late night host of all time. I think it's either Conan or Letterman, to be honest with you. I think uh, I'd probably give the edge to Conan, though. I think he's funnier. I think he does seem like a very relatable person in ways. I don't... I I do think, though, Letterman seems pretty relatable, too, but I don't know. There's something about Conan that... I don't know. I just like more. Maybe it is the generational thing. I mean, even though, I don't know, Letterman was on when I was younger, too, and Conan was on when I was younger, and then... I feel Fallon, in my opinion, was the one I saw the most of. So, if anything, I feel he was kind of the one that was generational for me. I don't know. I remember always seeing his stuff go up on YouTube and stuff. But I feel uh, Conan's just, like, the funniest and stuff. But that is just me. Now, in terms of just hosts in general, in their prime, of course. Like, I'm not just going current day, especially now Conan's doing a podcast. And uh, I think he's making a channel on SiriusXM, so I don't know if he'll be doing a live radio show there, but he does have his uh, podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. He's actually, I think, supposed to be getting a show on Showtime. I think that's what he said 
when he stopped doing his late night show. And I don't know if he's still going to be doing that. I mean, Sirius paid him a ton of money for the podcast or the podcast company or something. So I don't even know if he still really is going to do that, wants to do it, or if he's just going to focus on the podcast. And like I said, he's going to be making a channel on uh, Sirius. So, you know, anyway, I can't like say prime. I can't say current. I got to say prime because Letterman, his, I don't, you know, no one really talks about that show he has on Netflix. And in terms of Conan, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just different. But then again, yeah, I, I can't, I got to go prime because that neither of those works are their prime. And the third one I'm about to say too, as we were just talking about, is not in his prime anymore, but Howard Stern. In terms of hosts, I got to give him prime, Howard, that I think for his audience, he was the most entertaining for the for them, you know, the people in their car. That's I think he probably in ratings got more than Conan and Letterman got on their shows. And I think he was the best interviewer out of them all. So, just in terms of hosts, Howard, in terms of late night, probably Conan, but Letterman, he's there. All right, speaking of uh, hosts, going to talk about Joe Rogan for a couple minutes. Uh, I don't even, I feel like in a way I've already talked about this before, but maybe I haven't. I feel like I've played this before, but if I did, sorry, I'm playing it again. Maybe I, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Uh, but Rogan... Uh, talked about Jake Paul versus uh, Anderson Silva. Now, he talked about this before the fight was like official, official. It was like when word just came out, it might, it was most likely happening, but might not happen. And uh, he was talking to Brendan Schaub about it. Some, I don't know, idiot comedian, UFC fighter, podcast guy. The guy, you know, in stand-up, I don't, I'm not a stand-up fan to begin with, you know, in terms of Brendan Schaub uh, I'm talking about right now. I'm not a fan of stand-up. Now, everyone says that stand-up sucks. I believe that. But I I critique more on the podcast, and his podcast, and he's been on, like, he has, he's got a few podcasts or a couple podcasts. They're atrocious. They're, he's not entertaining. He's not funny. The only reason why he is popular, or I shouldn't even say popular, successful, is because he, he was Rogan's buddy. Rogan had him on his show. That's the only reason why he got successful. Uh, then now, I guess he's popular because there's some drama that happened with him. Everyone trashed him. And let's see. Oh, and he's suing a YouTuber. <laughs> Not even like a giant one either, but he's suing a YouTuber. And he is trying to, Brendan Schaub, in this video with Rogan, take credit for Jake Paul boxing Anderson Silva, which I think is the stupidest thing ever. I don't think there's any truth to it. I would love for Jake Paul to, you know, say something, you know, publicly to see if uh, Shab is telling the truth or not. But anyway, let's see what this uh, clip has. The Joe Rogan experience. That would be a wicked fight. Vitor versus Anderson in boxing? I'm in for that. What do you think about yes. Anderson, uh, Jake Paul? I love it. If Jake Paul really decides to fight Anderson, that's a very, very, very tough fight. Is it, isn't it odd? I thought it was it, for sure. I think they're talking about it. He, but And uh, Silva just got licensed in uh, Arizona, so the fight will probably take place in Arizona. 
uh, Jake Paul came to my show at the Improv. He's in the green room. I was talking to him there, and that's right when he called out Bisbing. So let me talk to you, man. He goes, "What do you go? You know, I know you say you don't care about getting validated from the fight community stuff like that." And I said, "But you do." I don't. I don't necessarily think he does. I think he he doesn't care about getting validated. I think he wants them to acknowledge this guy could fight. But in terms of uh, like validation, like, oh, yeah, they, we're going to like him here. We're, like, he could hang with us now. I don't think he cares about that. You know, I think he he wants them to, sit, like, acknowledge, all right, this guy could fight. But I don't think he cares about them. Uh, I You know, I think he, if they still call him an asshole and stuff, and, and he, like, he's fine with that. But let's see. And I said, I'm telling you, calling out Bisping ain't the move. He has one eye and a fake knee. He's retired Two now. fake knees. I, I said, leave him alone. I'm telling you, that's not the... You, you, well, if, not only that, no one would sanction it. He literally can't see it. I'm sure eye. you could get it sanctioned somewhere, but that's not going to move the needle for you, Who's going to sanction a fight with a fighter has one eye? Uh, listen, they sanctioned, a Van, they sanctioned a Vander Holyfield, right? Yeah, but at least a Vander Holyfield can see out of both two eyes. eyes. Maybe he's cataract. Anyways, big maybe. Kid. Does he have cataracts? I just assume he's older. No, I mean... <laughs> Bisping actually has a glass eye. I'm very right? aware. Yeah. No, 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 no. He puts a lens over it to make it look good. He, he'll take it out and show it to you. He, he still has yeah. his real eye, but oh, he, he, can, he can't even, okay. he can only tell if it's light out or dark out. Yeah. That's it. He can't wow. see anything. Point is, he has one fucking eye yeah, wow. from the Vitor fight. Yeah. So I told Jake, that, I'm like, that's insane. I can't even pick. Well, okay, I guess he does. The, this guy they're talking about doesn't really fight anymore, but imagine if they did sanction the fight with a guy without an eye. Imagine if they, they did sanction the guy without the eye one. That'd be hilarious, but that would be insane seeing a guy with only one eye fight. Like, I'm, that's not the move, man. I'm telling you, it's not gonna. People aren't gonna appreciate that or respect it. I said, if you want to actually earn respect, go for Anderson Silva. Yeah, I said he's a motherfucker. I don't believe you whatsoever at all. I whatsoever. Jake Paul is one of the smartest marketers that that fucking sport has ever seen. And he can fight. He's got balls. And the thing is, people think he's this YouTube guy and he can't fight. Look at the way he knocked out Tyron Woodley. Come the fuck on. Agree, man. I have said this multiple times. We talked about it. If that guy was just a boxer and you'd never known anything about his YouTube background and you saw him knock out Tyron Woodley with one shot, you'd be like, holy shit, there's this new guy coming. I am very sorry, people. I could not find this in my notes. I feel like I did. You guys will have to let me know. I feel like I've played this for you guys before, but since it's hazy in my head, maybe it's hazy in your guys' heads too. But yeah, I feel like this is, I'm getting some deja vu here right now. But yeah, I remember him saying, like, uh, it's like, yeah, the way he knocked out Tyron Woodley, like, it was impressive. It's like if he was just a normal dude and he wasn't like this famous YouTube dude, if it was just a random dude from this from anywhere and he just started boxing and he just took Tyron Woodley on people to laugh at him even if, you know even if he just started boxing for a year or two and they're like yeah you're gonna take on a freaking UFC guy okay but because Jake Paul is famous and stuff they look at him differently coming up and he's a bad motherfucker he's yeah. really legit yeah, if you can, wild brash to kid. your point if you can take away that you know the perspective you have that oh he's just a youtuber he's just doing this for money sure whatever but if you just look at him if you know who he was if you showed him to you know any of these top boxing experts like holy fuck that kid's movement his timing yeah. his speed he's athletic how old is he 24 holy fuck yeah and his man. power work ethic and how, his power. how old was he when he started training three years ago 
That's it. Just the first three and half. Three and a half, probably. He never did any boxing before. He did wrestling in high school. Wrestled in high school, but no boxing at all. Nope. That's crazy. I think he's been boxing a little bit more than that, but he's boxing with real guys and. It's funny that Brian Callen said that. It's like, do, do you know the guy? Because I, actually, I thought that might have been accurate. I didn't think he's been uh, boxing much longer than that, but what the hell do I know? Getting in the ring with real dudes. Yeah. And I think you get a real sense of where you are in the pecking order when you do that. Like, you're very aware, right, of, like, who you should box and who you shouldn't box. But the fact, if he goes for Anderson Silva, that's ballsy. Dude, Anderson that's Silva fuck. just beat... Julio Chavez Correct. Jr. Correct. A legit former boxer. world champion. And I know he's lazy compared to his dad. Nah, he was 50 a, and 3. Legit yeah. Multiple time world champion. Ultimate. Survived against Canelo. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, went the distance against Canelo. That's and Anderson Silva fucked him up, dude. And maybe yeah. he wasn't taking it seriously. I don't give a fuck. By that seventh round, he's like, I probably should get going here. Yeah. And Anderson still whooped his ass. Well, Anderson, if he just went straight into boxing, would have been a fucking world champion. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure he would have been, Joe. I'm sure he would have been. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I'm really going to just play from that. Just a lot of people, they like to know Rogan's opinion. I want to see, give my opinion on his opinion, which is he didn't even really have an opinion on that besides the fact that he thinks it would be a good fight for Jake. If he could beat him, it's like, whoa. Um, You know, it's funny. I did see, again, this is deja vu. I'm sorry if I talked about this. Um, I did see Dana White said that Tyron Woodley, no, he, he said that Anderson Silva was uh, Jake Paul's like first real opponent. And <laughs> that makes me think, what the heck does Tyron Woodley think about that? It's like, uh, boss, like, you know, I fought for you too. What are you saying? I'm not a real opponent. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to the fight, though. I played the press conference, uh, whether it that last week, the week before. I'm looking forward to uh, this fight. I always like the Jake Paul fights. A lot of people like to bash them. They're, they're entertainment. It's not like WWE stuff for me. Some people hate that about it, though. It's like, oh, it's ruining boxing for us. Nah, it's pretty freaking entertaining. Okie dokes. That is about it. You know, I saw that... Uh, Haley Baldwin, Haley Baldwin Bieber, the chick that's uh, married to Justin Bieber. Another model. Friends with like Gigi Hadid and Emily Ratajkowski, stuff like that. So she was on the uh, Call Her Daddy podcast. I, you know, I'm curious what the heck of uh, Call Her Daddy, like what the future of that podcast is. Spotify paid a lot of money for that podcast. And, you know, it makes headlines more now. I'm curious what the views on that show is now. Because, you know, it was one of the most popular shows. It was one of the most popular podcasts. And although it makes headlines a lot now with the mainstream media, which actually, you know, it it means nothing, really, if you do. Like, she honestly might get way less views now than she did when she was on Apple and all the other ones. Because, let's be for real. I feel like in, in the mainstream... Media, they talk about Rogan more now than they talked about him when he was on YouTube and everything. Let's be for real. He, he had more views when he was on YouTube and Apple and all the other platforms. You know, mainstream media might have talked about him here and there, but not too much. Now they talk about him a lot more. But uh, I see that she, Alex Cooper, the one that kept calling her daddy, she's kind of changed from what it seems to me. I never really listened to too much of it. 
But it seems like she's kind of switched it to an interview-style show, which I don't think that's what it was about, right? Wasn't it about sex and stuff? Or it was more so her talking just to her audience? And then once her and her co-host broke up, then she would start having guests on, but she was still talking a lot to them. seems like now she kind of just has a guest on, like, every other podcast. And if that's the case, I don't know what the future of that will be for her. Like, she's getting huge names, and she's only getting those huge names because of the success that she had before she changed it to an interview style. Mostly the success that she had with her co-host. And the big thing that made them stand out was when they stopped doing the podcast and, you know, the media was just, you know, attacking them. Oh, they're splitting up and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, all that stuff. But she's really not a good interviewer. She'll have a good question here and there. I, I think, I don't know. I don't think she seems comfortable when she's interviewing, honestly. I think she's trying to make herself look like she's comfortable, but I, I'm not buying it. You know, I think in the beginning, she actually was a little bit more comfortable in interviewing people, but I think she was interrupting people a lot and talking a little too much. And, you know, I don't know. So I think maybe she saw people saying that. So she was like, all right, I got to change this up a little. And she has some decent, some, you know, here and there. It's not like every, not, it's not like the whole thing. I've tried watching uh, one or two. Remember, I tried watching the one with Jamie Lynn Spears. I feel like the, I tried watching another. So, you know, it's like there's a, there's a good questions, but it's not like, it doesn't seem like a very comfortable interview to me. I, you know, I got to be completely honest with you there. You know, even in Rogan interviews, he'd probably ask a lot of the same questions, and I don't think Rogan's some great interviewer, but they would, you know, they always seem more comfortable with him, and when Howard would have people on, man, he could get them to say like anything. And his play, and you know, and they seemed like super comfortable and they seemed like the most comfortable with him when he was like the least like uncomfortable person. But yeah, I'm curious what, uh, if Spotify will resign them and if they don't resign them, will she go independent or will she go back to Barstool? Because I've, you know, I think last time Dave Portnoy said like, we can match this price that Spotify is giving you, but we're going to be a little more hands-on. But I wonder if Spotify would just drop her after the contract's over. If she would go back there. Because, you know, they, they got to do a lot of the work for her. If she went completely independent, she would have to do that work herself or hire people. And then, But then, you know, then you got to deal with being a boss. And obviously, Barstool, would, if she wanted to go back there, Barstool would take her back in a second. Yeah, between her and Rogan, I really don't know if Spotify will keep the exclusive deals with them. And, you know, it's like paying, what, 100 mil a year for Rogan, 20 mil a year for Call Her Daddy. It's like, how much money are they really making off this? I really think they just want everyone to be on the Spotify platform. You know, so they're trying to get shows there, not just music. But, I don't know. I feel like they got to go in a different direction. Spotify, if you ever want to talk to me, I, I know a direction you could go in that I think would be better uh, than just trying to get podcasts and stuff. It's, it's actually funny. I saw an article the other day that people are starting to drop Spotify because they're kind of, like, getting tired of their music. It's like ruining music for them because they go out, they just play their music all day. It's like, yeah, when you just keep playing your music... I guess you will get, you know, sick and tired of it. Okie dokes. That is all the topics I have for you guys today. 
I'm going to be ending the show with that. Sorry again if I've retalked about uh, Rogan uh, talking about Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva. Saw that video yesterday, and I was like, oh, I got to talk about this. And now I, when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? I feel like I actually talked about this before. Still not sure either way. Okay. So that is uh, it for the Frankie D Show this week. Uh, wherever you're listening right now, if it's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podmean, keep listening to the episodes on there. Keep downloading them. If you're listening on Apple, give me that five-star rating. Next week, oh, well, at first, uh, and if you want to follow the show on social media, it's at the Frankie D Show on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, next week, there should be, and it might be my last, I think there will be a live episode on YouTube, but it, that might be my last. I might have to stick to these pre-records, at least for a while. Okie dokes. So that is it. Thank you for everyone that listened today. I appreciate it. Uh, there, I was late with my episode last week. I posted it on Wednesday, not Tuesday. I am very sorry about that. I know. But this week, I, it should be it should be out on Tuesday. So, uh, yeah. Keep listening. All right. Thanks, everyone. I'm out. Peace.